In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 146th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this one, Too Little, Too Late versus the Coats. We're at the Indianapolis airport, so you may hear some airport background noises, but we want to get the podcast up before we board the 8 a.m. flight. Falcons went down 27 to 24 after falling behind 20 to 3 and trying to rally. But the defense, coordinated by head coach Dan Quinn, couldn't get stops late in the game. So we're going to go. We got a lot to go over here to penalties, slow starts. Rock Yassin for the Colts. The interceptions. We've got some stats here to both may, may mean good things in the future. Run game, pass rush, and then we'll talk about a little bit about Tennessee, who we saw on Thursday night last week. But before we get started here, let's just go to Ricardo Allen after the game, discussing the injury to Keanu Neal and some other issues. Let's get down. I just understand. I know we got families at home. We have families outside of this, man. You just like, you want to play as hard as you can, and you want to play as hard as you can for your, for your team without you know hurting each other, without you know any injuries to anybody. We pray for that every time, you know. But it just naturally comes with the game, man. So God, God bless him, man. I'm gonna keep praying for him. I'm gonna keep you know being there for him. Anything that he needs, you know, I got his back. But you know, when you're going through injuries, only so much that you can do. How do you try to clean up the penalties and so Man, you try to. We got to. You know, you got you to focus on it. You got to be a conservative. I mean, you got to be uh, a deliberate, you know. You got you to keep focusing on it every time. Because as you say, one, 125, if the running back get out there and run for 125 yards, we think the running back had a good night. Penalties are the same thing. So you just got to, you know, I know I got a penalty for 15. I don't know if it was, you know, but yeah, I, but, you know, I'm, I'm always play hard. I'm going to play physical. So I, I think personally that's like a, when you're going through the game and you have physical, you know, penalties, that, that stuff's going to happen. But before the snap and then, you know, just like the small things that come up and beat you, we understand that a penalty on defense is a first down. Mm-hmm. Everything but a false start. Everything but encroachment. So you got to be perfect. Sorry to say, you got to. You can't. Here and there you can, but you got to be good, man, especially on third downs. Play with your brothers. Play for everybody. They seem to have some success with the play. Yeah. Uh, what was going on there and how they have it just, just naturally when you when you're running the ball and you have some success with the ball, you just naturally get, you know, people in the field gas you start to people, you know, the little things start to cross their faces and stuff like that. They started keying on the back, they stopped keying in on the key. So, you know, they did a really good job of, you know, mixing their plays, keeping, you know, Jacoby on track with, you know, his throws, short throws and stuff like that. So, you know, they had they was in good enough situations that you had to believe that it may have been a run and they were doing a good job of maybe blocking and delaying and coming out or cross firing with the tight end behind the line, look like a blocker and just coming out and leaking out. You just gotta take away the leaky yards, man. Run out the catches is something I think that really snuck up on us. 
There's Ricardo Allen at the end there with a great explanation on how the Colts were able to uh, get them off balance with their uh, play action plays, rollouts. Uh, You know, they were biting on the run. He was uh, coming out of the, the... the fake, and then finding his receivers for short throws. So, but uh, he also touched on the penalties. They held the the coast to 79 yards rushing, which, you know, that was one of the things they had to do to win this game. But when you give up 128 yards in penalties, that's like helping the rushing game. 16 penalties for 128. Pretty sure the Falcons lead the league. Tennessee was uh, going into this game. They had 26, but that was through three games. So the Falcons are up to 35. So we'll blog that when we get So we're moving back to Atlanta. The slow starts, nobody had a plausible explanation for it other than not being prepared and allowing the coach to jump on them. They um, were at the halftime in Minnesota down 21 to nothing. We're down 20 to 3 here in Indianapolis. So that's 41 to 3 starting games on the road. So uh, that needs to be addressed starting fast. The scripts at the beginning of the game need to be addressed. You can't like fill everybody out and then try to rally and pull it off. So I'm sure they'll address that. Coach rookie Rocky Asin from Southwest DeKalb. You know, we know his story. We've written a lot about him and his journey to the NFL from Presbyterian College to Temple to the NFL where he played for Coach Jeff Collins. Also, we had uh, the executive director of the Senior Bowl check in with us, said, hey, he got uh, he made it to the first round on the work he did at the Reese's Senior Bowl down in Mobile, where he guarded Debo Samuel from uh, South Carolina. He showed that uh, he can make the jump up from the AAU or AAC conference to the big time. Now interceptions here. Um, Matt threw another one. It's six for the year. That's on pace for 32. You know he's not going to throw that. 17 was the high. Coming into this year, but our buddy Steve Weish over at NFL Network pointed out that, hey, this was predicted. He threw a lot of interceptions under this coordinator last time. And sure enough, I went back and uh, from 12, 13, and 14 when Dirk Cutter was here, that was the... Um, the biggest three-year span of interceptions for Matty through 35. Uh, a lot of that might have had to do with Peter Combs and Lamar Holmes' line, but uh, but he did through he did throw a lot of interceptions under Coach Cutter. Um, he only threw 26 in his first three seasons in the league when he knew what was going on. So some of the throws don't fit. That the tight end seam throw, that's not his throw. That's a Brett Favre throw, and he floated the ball. Got there late. Uh, yeah, he's got to throw it right in between the safety and the cornerback in that coverage. And uh, he sealed that thing high, and it was late. So, uh, four of his interceptions have been just bad, bad decisions. Well, I don't know what he did in the Eagles game, that throwing to the linebacker. But there's a problem. We'll keep track of that. Uh, they got to fix the turnovers. That was one turnover. And um, it was costly. They were on the 28. Uh, on to some good stats here for you. Hate to be uh, D. Orlando Downer on Monday, but they lost 27 to 24. Uh, Austin Hooper caught six for 66, two touchdowns. He's off to a good start 
I think it's of at least four catches in all four games. For Julio, it was his 51st 100-yard game, plus game. Uh, he had eight for 128 in that fabulous touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. Now, he's uh, fourth on the all-time list there. He's closing in on Marvin Harrison at 59, Randy Moss at 64, and the great Jerry Rice at 76. Hey, another sliver of hope to take out of this game. Devontae Freeman got to it. First play of the game, busted straight up the middle. 16 for 88 yards rushing. So, I, I you know, I, I wasn't too hard on him the first two weeks. I know he was shaking off the rust uh, and uh, certainly got it. Got a little bit further down the road against the Colts with uh, 16 rushes for 88 yards. So, Devontae's back. They can count on him. Uh, move the ball around. They, they really worked the middle of the field against the Colts, but once they, you know, they never could get rolling. It just looked choppy. And then they, uh, even the, the touchdown drive to cut it to, to three late, it took too much time off the clock. They got to get moving a little bit quicker in that situation. Uh, once again, the coach did a great job scheming Jacoby Brissett around, but the pass rush is lacking. Only one sack and um, uh, I think five hits. I don't have my book out, but uh, five hits, one sack, a shared sack from Tack and Beasley. But, you know, given all this, the big news here is Keanu Neal's going to likely be out for the year with a torn Achilles. Uh, Coach Dan didn't want to tell us last night and um, going to make us try to wait to 3.30 today on that. But I'm sure to get out before that. I've got my story ready to go uh, on that. But good kid. Um, hate to see that with him. He... Um, you know, missed last year with the knee injury, and uh, so they got Kamal Ishmael, and I texted Eric Berry's agent last night. Let's see uh, if we got anything back on that. Um, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing on that yet. Uh, but yeah, we're calling around to see if they're going to try to sign another safety. But that's it here from the uh, Indianapolis airport. Got to try to make this plane. We had a little bit too little too late against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. You can't fall behind on the road, 20-3. And um, that's not a formula for success in the NFL. But, hey, we're going to get ready for the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota, they're crying for Ryan Tannehill in, in Nashville. But we'll have a another AFC South versus NFC South game Sunday at 1 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Take care and have a great week. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. 
Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.